This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. In this episode, I sit down with Emile Mimran to talk about how you can stop wasting your time on social media and potentially actually get paid for it. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about social media and your job as an influencer. Because you may not think about it. You think, oh, influencers, that's the people with like 3 million followers, right? And the truth is you are an influencer right now. You are connected to people who trust your opinion, and therefore you have influence over them. But what if I told you that there is a way you could get paid for that influence? What if I told you that by recommending the brands you love, you could actually make money? Well, the person I have on today's show is trying to make that possible. And his company, Adinlay, quite frankly, if it works, is going to change the way we all spend our time on social media. So I'm not going to uh, belay this anymore. Emil, how are you doing? Doing well. Fine. Thank you. All well. Really, really appreciate you being here. And uh, let me just start out by saying this is um, the first time I'm doing this show in person. So this is a a fun experience for me. Um, Let's start with the most interesting question. So what, in your opinion, is the uh, unique trait about you? that allowed you to start this company and try to solve this problem? Mm. Well, uh, first off, I mean, I used to be in a software business a long time ago, but more important, uh, I have, I'm a business person, I'm a businessman, and I've uh, done a number of businesses uh, throughout my life. Uh, Some successful, some not, you know, it's it's part of uh, life, I guess, and you just learn from each. And uh, basically, I have uh, also a lot of common sense. You know, I always tell people, you know, I have two PhDs, <laughs> one in common sense and one in street smarts. <laughs> and, you know, what, what, I, what I took for granted, I'm find, I found out that you shouldn't take for granted. Common sense and street smarts is really, mm-hmm. is, is totally very important. So one of the things uh, that basically uh, drew me to this is that uh, I travel a lot overseas. 
And a lot of times when I need to catch up on my late night shows and other things, I would mm-hmm. get onto YouTube and I would go and start watching a show. And I would always get hit with advertisement before, during, yeah. after. And it was like so annoying to the point that after a couple of episodes, I would, say, I would just say, you know what, I'm just not in the mood. <laughs> you know, why is it that I, that I have to actually watch all these commercials? You know, uh, these advertisements that they're doing and how do they relate to me? I mean, supposedly they're saying that they're matching me and they know about me, but they knew nothing about me. Right. And so they were totally not interesting. And what I found was that, you know, you would think that an advertisement works in a positive way. It's there to influence you, okay, to, to attract you to a product. But what it ends up happening, it's totally the reverse mm-hmm. because... YouTube, I was stuck to because if I needed to see a show, that's the only place I had to go to, to see that show, to, 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 to catch up. But a commercial, when, when an advertisement came in, I was upset at the advertiser, at the brand. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you wasting my time? You know? So it's like you, you have a necessity, so you, you go to that necessity, but you have the, 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 the item or the area that bothers you, and you try to, and that's what you're getting annoyed at. So if, if anything, what ended up happening, it, it was reverse, uh, it, 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 worked, it worked in a negative way, of the course, advertisement. Yeah. It didn't work in a positive way. And at one point, I said to myself, why is it that a chance cannot go into the content by itself? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to be bothered? You know, why, you know I, have a, I have an incredible example. You know, if you're on a subway and you're going from point A to point B and you have advertisement in uh, your field of vision, you have no problem with it because you're on, you, you have a destination. You're, you're going towards that destination. So nothing is really slowing you down. Mm-hmm. If in fact, it's welcoming because sometimes you're bored and you're twiddling your thumb and you're trying to not, you know, you don't want to look at people that you don't want, you know, and you don't want to be noticed. So you'll start looking at advertisements and it, and I get a, a chuckle out of it. And so a lot of times I'll look at it in a very positive way. Yeah. So I said to myself, that's good, that's good advertisement. But the, the, the advertisement where they right. force me to watch it is, yeah. is horrendous. It, it would be like me going to a police officer and asking him for directions. He says, well, before I give you directions, let me tell you about a product. <laughs> I would say, come on. That, that's such a great example. I mean, it's, it's ultimately the difference between interruption and uh, the ads that sort of add to the experience, right? Um, what? Tell me a little bit about how Ad Inlay works. So how... How is it different from that? If, if I'm a user, I, I create my account, I become an ambassador to some brand, um, and I post on Instagram, let's say, like how am I posting this ad without it feeling like I'm okay. interrupting your content? That's a very good question. And the way, that, the way that our platform works, first of all, it tells everybody, like you mentioned beforehand at the beginning, is that everybody is an influencer. Whether mm. you have 50 followers, 100 followers, 1,000 followers, you're an influencer, in fact, data shows and statistics shows that basically the, the smaller the number of followers that you have, the closer the engagement that you have to, to those people. So a person with a, even, a, let's just take a celebrity with 100 million followers, mm-hmm. okay, let's face it, their connection to 100 million is not going to be the connection that you have to your 500. Right. It's just impossible. You know, if, if you recommend to your friends, uh, you know, to your 500 friends about a restaurant that you like or, or, or something that you enjoy, or a book that you enjoy, you know, they're most, most likely to listen to you a lot faster than a celebrity saying, read this book or 
versus just an ad coming out of the blue and saying, read this book. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now the, the, our, our goal was how do we get the, and you know, what it comes down to is word of mouth advertising. You know, when, when, when we tell our friends something, it means something. Mm -hmm. So how do we do it in a way that it won't interfere with the, your followers, where, where it won't infringe on your followers. What do your followers want to do, really? When, you, when they go into the social media, they want to see you. They want to see your post. Mm -hmm. They're not interested in advertisement. If they want to go to advertisement, they'll look at it, maybe, maybe not. And that's why the engagement rate is so, so low. You know, you have a, on, on, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, you have a 0.3 engagement rate. You have a 3% view. Mm -hmm. If the, if, if, the, if, if, the, if the logarithms that they have are so great, why is it so low? Okay? So what happens is that we, we, in, our, in our particular case, we want to take the user, we want to take the followers straight into the user's content. That means you as a user, when you're ready to post, we tell you, post your content. Don't take a, if you're going to take a picture with, a, if you're going to, let's say you want to endorse Nike, don't go and take a picture of your feet with Nike right. and say, buy these Nike. No, we're saying the opposite. We're saying totally put a picture of yourself. If it's you at a restaurant, you at a beach, you skiing, whatever the case may be, put that picture. But when you go through our platform before, okay, you post, Okay, what we'll do is our, through our algorithms, we'll match you to brands, okay, that basically fit you, mm -hmm. okay? And we do it based on information that you tell us about yourself as a user and the brand tells us about themselves. We don't mine, we don't take anybody's cookies, we don't mm -hmm. sell, we don't do anything. It's strictly on what both parties tell us. So now as a user, you're ready to post and it's telling, it's telling you, correct, by the way, here's a whole bunch of campaigns that are available to you. Now you could choose one or you could say, no, not for me. But if you choose one, it's going to tell you, okay, great, here, could you share a portion of your post with that brand? A portion. That means you're taking 20% of your post and you're giving it to the brand. Okay, so, so, so now what happens is that it, our, our basically our platform merges it together, mm -hmm. okay, and, and then you say, okay, fine, I like it. You have different layouts that you could put different so to, to fit your picture. You could adjust. You, we have filters. We have mm -hmm. a lot of fun aspects to it and everything. So basically every user now becomes uh, 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 very creative, uh -huh. you know, which is incredible because instead of working with one, one post, that's the same for a million viewers. You could work with a thousand posts. Mm -hmm. with, so the, 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 so the let me ask you something. Um, and I, I want to transition and talk about, uh, I want to learn a little bit more about your story. But just very quickly before that, is it essentially, just so my listeners can get a visual on this, um, like let's say I'm, I'm on the beach, right? And, and I'm, I'm posting a photo. Is it like I'm dropping a logo in the corner? Like how, what do you mean 20%? It, it, it depends. So it depends what the brand, the, what the brand campaign is about. Okay. A, a campaign will define, a, a brand will define the campaign mm -hmm. and they will create the artwork for it. And they'll give you a multi, multiple variations of the artwork. Mm -hmm. So then at that point, you're the one who chooses which artwork you think would fit best Got with the it. picture okay. that you're going to post. Interesting. Okay. And then once you do that and you post, you just earned money for the number of followers that you have. Got it. Okay, and if there's a and if the, the the great thing about it is if the post itself, if the campaign is an engagement post where the, it's clickable, 
then you make extra money from it. Mm -hmm. And if you, if your friends share your photo with other people and it's and they click it through theirs, you're making money for it. So now basically what we did is we basically taking every single user and being and making him his own business. You know, they're going to be able to monetize just like, uh, you know, Airbnb did uh, and just like Uber did with one driver at a time, one homeowner at a time. Mm -hmm. Now there are a million drivers. There's, you have more Airbnb hotel rooms than all the hotel rooms practically in the world. Right. So the, 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 the idea is to basically bring the, the, the person into it. And what's, what's incredible is that these users are the ones with the stronger influence. And what, when brands define a campaign, they say, you know what, instead of taking, uh, taking an influencer of 50,000 and more, because one of the things that we found, and it's, it's known, it's, it's, it's a big, big problem, is that influencers there's a, happen to have a, like, a lot of fake followers. Because one of the things is that there's, they're telling you, if you want to be an influencer, you have to have a million people, 100,000 people. So they go and buy them, okay? But the connection isn't there. Okay. In our particular case, it works to your disadvantage. We're saying, no, don't do that. It's better to have 2,000 less, 3,000 less, 10,000 less, because mm -hmm. you will be recognized as a more powerful source. Got okay. it. I want to take a moment to tell you about my absolute favorite app on my phone. It's actually probably the most powerful app on my phone when it comes to my personal development. It's called Blinkist. And it's kind of like if you remember Sparknotes growing up, like the, um, the, the old, like they would go through and find the key information from different textbooks, different chapters, things like that. And it would help you for the test, right? That's what Blinkist does, but for non fiction books. And so you get to consume the best information, the need to know stuff from every single genre of nonfiction, whether it's finance or personal development or fitness or nutrition or in any area you might be interested in. They've got books on it and they've got summaries on it, blinks on it. And then once you find a book you like, you can go in, you can read it in like 15 minutes, get the key points, or you can listen to it in like 15 minutes and get the key point. So if you like podcasts, this is a really great way to try it out. Now, I'm a huge fan of Blinkist. I have read a uh, some really cool books on it. I was able to read Michelle Obama's book. I was able to read, uh, finally, uh, Think and Grow Rich. That's a book that is sort of always in this space, but I've, I've just never picked up. And so I was able to read that through Blinkist. Uh, and it took no time at all. I was able to get the key points. And guess what? I walked away knowing more and, and helping myself grow as a person. So if you want to try it out, if you want to give Blinkist a shot, you can go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps. That's Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps. So um, let's talk a little bit about your life before this. So you, you mentioned that you've... Um, you started a few businesses. You've got two PhDs, one in common sense, one in street smarts. Where does that come from for you? Oh, wow. Uh, it's just, I, I think it, it, has to, it has to be able to, it has to do with the fact that you just have to see things for what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, when something is in front of you, uh, just look at it 
and just take it in. Mm. Don't try to analyze it. But was that a learned behavior or is that how you were raised? Like how? You know what? You have, some people say you learn it. Mm-hmm. Some people say you have to, you just have to be born with it. It's uh, you know some people are smart, our brains and math. Some people are, are great, could be phenomenal doctors. Some mm-hmm. people could be writers. You know whatever the case may be. Common sense is something. It's something that you have to have, and also you have to work on developing as well. Mm-hmm. De- definitely, you have to. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it. How do you explain? To, how do you explain someone should have street smarts? <laughs> you know, uh, be conscious of what's going around around mm-hmm. you. You know, uh, I'll tell you one of the things that uh, molded me tremendously. I think, and it's it's crazy. It's me being a waiter. Really? You know, yeah, I used to be a waiter for oh my gosh, from the age of around 15 until mm-hmm. around 23. Okay, and I used to work in hotels, and I used to work in restaurants and everything. But one of the things that I that was amazing and that I loved is that I was able to sink into people when when a person wanted something just from their look mm-hmm. I was able to understand what they wanted and they didn't even have to ask for it I would just bring it to them you know I would see their surroundings I would see you know if somebody's sitting around and you see him looking around like and you see he doesn't have a fork and he's mm-hmm. looking around most likely he's looking for the fork right so just bring the fork yeah you know don't you don't have to go there and make two trips so it's basically, it's just seeing your surroundings and using your common sense of what it is that, that people are, are, you know, are needing. And one of the things that's also incredible that I, that I loved as being a waiter is communicating with people. You know, I used to, I mean, you know, I, I always say you have to love your job, for gosh sakes. If you don't love it, stop doing it, you mm-hmm. know? It's just that simple. And I loved it because I loved making people laugh. I loved talking to people. And always had a good time. Always had a good time. And it wasn't, you know, yes, the tip was rewarding, but it wasn't about the tip. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, you could tell there were some people that would come in and weren't able to afford the tip. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. They got even better service right. because I understood that. It, it, had, it, didn't have to do, it didn't just have to do with the money. Mm-hmm. So that in itself, basically, I think, molded me and mm-hmm. uh, made me understand what life is all about. And yeah, and that's and a... That's a uh, story I hear pretty commonly, like time spent in the service industry, in the food service, hospitality, so on and so forth, uh, ends up molding the way that you deal with people in the future, the way that you approach your work. Um, There are a lot of my listeners that are currently working in food service. And, and when they sit and they're listening to this and they look you up afterwards, like they look at your career. Like you've gone from being in food service for so long to starting multiple companies, the president of this, this uh, organization that's trying to sort of change the way we deal with social. What, having gone through that process, what is your advice to somebody who is where you were back when you were in food service? Uh, first, first and foremost, enjoy what you're doing, okay? And if you don't, then stop doing it. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's really important. And, and then just, you know, be persistent, you know, uh, just, you know, don't, don't take, you know, if, if you're going to run into a lot of people that are going to tell you, no, don't do this, no, mm-hmm. don't do this, don't do this. And I would say, no, don't, that's not true, do it. And if, it's, if you're going to make a mistake, it's okay, make it. And if you're going to fail, it's okay, fail. Mm-hmm. It's a heck of a lot better to fail than to regret, I'm telling you. Because to, to not do something and regret it is even worse. Yeah. You know, do, just do it. Because what's the worst thing that could happen? It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. 
you know, learn from it. And that's important, learn yeah. from it and move on. And that does, it doesn't mean that you won't make the mistake again or, or similar mistake again. It's okay, you will, but it's okay. But you'll do it in a, in a, in a smaller scale. Yeah. And just move from there. So don't, don't you know, just enjoy what you're doing and, and keep on doing it mm-hmm. and keep on doing it. And if you want to try something, for gosh sakes, try it. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so often, um, to, to your point uh, regarding failure, um, and there's so many good things that uh, we could pull out of what you just said. I mean, persistence is, in my opinion, like top two requirements to, to accomplish anything in this life. But regarding failure, because I know this is something that holds a lot of people back and the fear of it, uh, the fear of success, quite frankly. Um, is there a moment you can remember in your your journey so far where a failure actually ended up being a good thing oh uh my gosh i have to be careful with that answer <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'll keep myself i'll keep the personal part of my personal life out of it just remember we can always edit it out <laughs> yeah, yeah i know uh listen i tell you there's you know like Recently, I, you know, I moved to Israel. I met a wonderful woman. Mm. You know, did I think I was going to get married to her? No. Did I think I was going to move to? I was going to move back and forth to Israel and commute every month? No. Did I think? Did I? Did I think a lot of things that were going to happen? No. Did uh, we went? We went into a business together. We opened up a lingerie store in Jerusalem, and mm-hmm. it was very, very good. But it, it went. It went very well. But for whatever, for numerous reasons, it didn't work out. So you could say that was a failure, but it's a failure that basically brought me to this stage because I met her. In meeting her, I met her, her, her brother-in-law who happened to be uh, basically a very, uh, very techy person at uh, Cisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, ta- in talking to him, uh, we, we discussed uh, the, you know, what possibilities could be and everything. So out of that failure came, came something positive. Yeah. So, so in, every, in every case, there, there's always something positive. You just have to look for it. Yeah. You, you know, look for it. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the whole point, right? I mean, it's it, the sum total of where your life ends up is the, uh, the, the, different actions that you take, the decisions you make, like that's ultimately what creates the result that you're looking for. Um, so listen, I, I, I want to start winding down here. Um, as we wrap up, what would you say to the person who hears about Adinlay and thinks, well, that's not really for me. Like I can't do that. I can't make money for my posts. I can't uh, influence others. I can't create engaging content. Like, what do you say to that person who just feels that self-doubt around it? I would tell that person that he's shortchanging himself because his influence without him knowing it is more important than any celebrity that exists today. And not only that, the brands will value him much more. As, as a single person, he might think, okay, I have 300 followers. What's a big deal? But he doesn't understand that if there's a thousand like him, mm-hmm. it just became 300,000. If there's 10,000 like him, it just became 3 million, mm-hmm. okay? So if, if, if basically if Uber didn't have their, you know, if they thought about that with the first driver and then the second driver and 10th driver, they would never succeed. Right. So don't ever, don't shortchange yourself, I would tell them. Go and try the app, download, download it, 
It's, uh, it's on the App Store. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and have fun with it. There's, other, there's, fun portion, there's fun aspects to it. It doesn't cost anything. Worst, worst scenario is that you'll make money. You're posting anyway. You represent, just for you to know, two, over two, 75% of the social media users have mm-hmm. 2,000 followers and less. You are the lifeline yeah. of social media. Without yeah. you, it would not exist. It's time you monetize. Why shouldn't you? You're doing, you're, like I said, you're posting every day, so have fun, post. Yeah. And don't do something, for gosh sakes, don't do it just for the money. Mm-hmm. Do it because you believe in the cause. Uh, it, it, could be, it could be a brand, it could be a cause, it could be a cure for cancer, it could be a, a politician that you believe in, it could be anything. But one of the things that you have to realize within our platform, we only work with positive advertisement. Yeah. There's no such thing as drink, to buy my drink because the other one is not good. Right, or yeah. vote for this guy because the other guy is not good. Right. It's all about positive advertisement. Do you, we, we, only, we only want positive advertisement. I love that. I so love that. That's what we're about. So, Emil, I want to say thank you for, for being here. The app is called Ad Inlay, A-D-I-N-L-A-Y. Uh, A-D-I-N-L-A-Y, correct. Yep. <laughs> Open up your, uh, your app store and, and uh, just give it a shot. Why not? Um, and I, just to, to wrap up here, if you are feeling that doubt, just think about it this way. These platforms are making money off of you. So why shouldn't you try to make money off of them? Uh, and with that said, I hope that you found this episode valuable. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are consuming this. Be sure to download the app. And Emil, where can people connect directly with you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know what? Since I, I answer a lot of the questions, just go into support at adenlay.com. Perfect. And I'm most likely going to see it. Perfect. So if send not, an email. If not, my partner will see it. Perfect. So, so send an email to support at adenlay.com. Thank you again for tuning in. As always, I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.